Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment. What's up, my Patriots? What's up, my Patriots? It's Sunday night, Sunday, May 5th, 2019, and here we are. Uh, you would think it's 2019, but I think it's more like 1984. Uh, unfortunately, the tech giants out there are winning. That, that's all there is to it. They're censoring conservatives, period, and they're throwing in token black guys, Louis Farrakhan, to make it seem like they're not being you know, biased towards conservatives. No, they are absolutely being biased towards conservatives. Alternative media outlets like ourselves here at Major League Liberty, we're throttled back, we're shadow banned. The 90% of our followers aren't even getting notifications anymore. No, they're being unsubscribed. I myself get unsubscribed from my own podcast at least two or three times a week. Absolutely ridiculous. So for Jack Dorsey and for Mark Zuckerberg to go in front of Congress and to blatantly lie and say that there's no such thing as biased censorship towards conservatives, that's, that's unbelievable. We are living in 1984 right now, and... We got we to gotta stick up the fight. We've got to kick it up a little bit higher. we got to get this thing in the 3D world. We need more people to have events out there. Go protest Google. Go protest Facebook. We need to get this going. We need to get this going now. This is it. Trump's not going to win 2020 if we're not allowed to speak. End of story. That's what they're doing for the 2020 election. They're shutting us all down. They're unpersoning people. They're taking away conservatives' banking accounts. They've been screwing with me on that one. My special guest I'll be introducing here in just a minute He's having the same issues with Citibank, I believe it was, or Chase. I'm not sure which one it is. But imagine that. Imagine a political climate where conservatives are not allowed to speak their mind. We're being deplatformed, depersonized. This is this is real. This is this is ridiculous. And it should be everyone should be up in arms about this right now. I'm not saying take out to the streets with guns. What I'm saying is use your First Amendment and stand up to this. Facebook and Twitter sold themselves as an open forum of ideas. They're banning people because they're dangerous and hateful. Dangerous and hateful. Spreading hate. Who's spreading hate? The only people spreading hate is Twitter and Facebook and the, the global elite, as far as I'm concerned. They're the ones doing it. So with that being said, I'm going to bring on one of my friends who's been very, very hammered by this censorship, and it's going to the next level in our personal lives. So with that being said, I want to bring on my friend Enrique Tario chairman of the honored fellows what's up brother? thank you for having me yes enrique uh so i know you've been dealing with a lot of this going on what do you think about uh facebook banning he who should not be named um milo and laura loomer and louis farrakhan what do you think about this new wave of censorship well um first and foremost i'm not the biggest farrakhan fan um, me either but this <laughs> ban has made me watch so much of his videos um and learn more about Mr. Farrakhan that I didn't know in the past. But um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but they used uh, Gavin McGinnis and the Proud uh, Revered Lads uh, as a scapegoat to say why they banned the conservative side of the spectrum, one leftist that I know of, and that's Farrakhan. Um, but they did use us, and, and we're everybody's boogeyman. So um, yep. it's. It, Ridiculous and retarded. I mean, I've been going through this for the past two years, so this isn't something new to me. Um, I, and every time that this evolves, I, 
I'm not surprised anymore. You know, you got people like Laura Loomer, you got people like Milo, right, that are considered dangerous, right? <laughs> and then uh, just today, I, I, I was just looking through my Twitter feed uh, on my band account, by the way. I can't, I can't tweet or anything. I could only search for tweets. Um, and I see that Nicolas Maduro still has a verified account on Twitter. Wow. Um, if you want to talk about dangerous and hateful, I mean, this guy's like killing his own people on the streets and he's out here tweeting about it. Um, and people like Laura and, and Milo and, and, and Alex Jones, he was one of the first ones to get hit by this. Um, it's, it's ridiculous and it's retarded. Yeah, it, it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, it's going even farther now. You know, like you've had to deal with yourself with the banking accounts. I mean, this is 1984 mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. They're trying to take away our right to commerce and business. Not only are they trying to shut up our voice, they're trying to just completely get us wiped off the map. I mean, what do you think they really want behind the scenes? They're taking people like us down off of the internet that we're not allowed to have a voice anymore. But yet you have leftists out there mm -hmm. constantly saying we're going to someone needs to assassinate Trump. You got pedophile pages out there. You have ISIS recruiting pages. But oh, how dare Alex Jones mm -hmm. speak against globalism? You know, it's it's ridiculous. And they're coming for our bank accounts. It's here. Yeah. Um I, I believe what they're trying to do, it's it's keep referring to nineteen eighty four, but it's 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 a lot more basic than than nineteen eighty. So um, speech is so dangerous, right? And, and at sometimes, sometimes I wake up and I'm actually happy that I'm being deplatformed. Um, and as crazy as that sounds, it, is it means that we're, yeah, we're affecting them in that way because I don't, I don't espouse violence. I don't espouse hate. Um, and none of these individuals that got banned espouse violence or hate. You know, hate speech is a, stupid word because it's it's to me it doesn't exist hate speech that you hate i hate communist speech socialist speech all that shit uh i just don't actively go and try to have my opponents silenced or debanked where they're using it as a dirty tactic and it it kind of sucks to be a right winger and be sometimes it sucks to be a right winger and be a person that that holds these values and these morals of, of free speech when they don't hold playing on the same battlefield that we are you get me they're they're asking for our removal we're not right. you know and we're going to continue to do that we're to, we're going to continue to do that but there has to, something has to give uh, because come uh the general election and the primaries more and more of us are going to be silenced. More and more of us are going to be debanked. More and more of us are. So something has to give. The president has to take action. Congress yeah. needs to take action. The fucking vice president needs to take action. Your viewers need to take action. And just like you said, not in a violent way. We're not asking for violence. Like go out there and 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 do something. Get get in front of the Facebook. Pick it. Do whatever you need to do. Um, but this this is just something that we're not talking about. And Congress is talking about it, but Congress is Congress is at the social media level, which was the first level that we've ever seen, right? It was like, oh, we're not gonna get banned on Facebook for being conservative, boom. Okay, well, we're not gonna get banned on Airbnb, boom. We're not gonna get banned on PayPal, boom. We're not gonna get banned on 
my, my bank account isn't going to get banned. Boom. Like they're on level one. They have a lot of stuff to deal with. So I'm not saying that they're not doing anything about it, but they're at the first level. Right. When leftists are five steps. You broke up a little bit there, but I know what you were saying. You're saying that the leftists are five steps ahead. And yeah, Congress, they're 10 steps behind, in my opinion. I mean, they're, they blatantly sit there and let uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, and, and Sundahl from Google just to sit there and blatantly lie to them. That just, it blows my mind. Mm -hmm. We're out here in the streets getting pepper sprayed, getting, uh, you know, violently attacked with poop and pee and feces and, and God knows what else. We're getting kicked in the face. We're getting hats ripped off. People, I was thrown into the street. It's ridiculous. And as soon as we speak up about it, that banned. But Antifa is still out there promoting assassination of Trump, assassinating, you know, Rand Paul, Rand Paul being attacked by his neighbor and everything. I mean, this is a very real thing we're dealing with here, man. It's in Congress. Where are you, man? The president. Yeah, you need to act now. Please, Donald Trump, now is the time. I, I see another solution, too. Besides, uh, I, I think the president's, president's going to act, but I see another solution. So you're saying that, like, and I saw it in the, that, that stupid con congressional hearing where they had, um, where it was about white nationalism. Remember that? Yep. There was only one conservative, one conservative. That, that word is only mentioned once. The word constitution was only mentioned once in that whole hearing. That hearing was four hours. That says a lot, doesn't it? The solution, it? and I put a poll up today. Yeah. I put a poll up today on our, our Proud Boys uh, <laughs> Telegram channel. Um, said, can you imagine if... Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, Laura Loomer, a couple of proud boys, they run for office in districts that they know that they can win, and they win. Can you imagine Google, Twitter, Facebook, all on one of those congressional hearings with those three, uh, with those three animals, asking them the questions? They need to run for office. They're that's it. They've reached. They've reached their plateau. They're not media heads. They're influencers. When you become an influencer of that that uh, caliber, you need to run for office because that shit wouldn't fly. That shit wouldn't fly with uh, Loomer or Milo or Alex Jones on the other side. As crazy as some that may sound, those are the people that we need in office. The people that know what's going on with censorship, the people that know what's going on what, with what the American people want. This is a huge movement. This isn't a small movement right. that's been around for so long. This isn't, this isn't Abraham Lincoln's Republican Party. This is the new Republican Party. We are the new right. Um, yeah. The new right. And the new right needs representation in Congress. Absolutely. I think that's a great point, Enrique. That's, that's really awesome. I really like that idea. Um, I can't voice what I want to voice the way Tucker Carlson does. Um, I want to show his opening monologue about this the other night. Um, Zach, uh, can you get that clip rolled up here in just a few seconds? Um, but yeah, I just, it blows my mind. I'm just frustrated, Enrique. I'm just frustrated, man. I mean, we're, we know what's going on. And like you said, maybe that is the key is people like us do need to run for office because we do know what's going on. When you got that clip lined up, Zach, please let it roll. I think that I think that point, Enrique, you're absolutely on fire with that one. I think we do. We need to start running. That's it. Are you good, Zach? There we go.
Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. As Washington fusses over the Russia hoax for a third year in a row, a lot of other things are happening that don't get the attention they deserve. For example, the big tech companies have launched their fiercest attack yet on your right as an American to follow your conscience and to say what you believe. Unlike earlier generations of authoritarians, the tech moguls don't say any of this out loud. They're not honorable enough to state their intentions clearly. Instead, they drape censorship in the soothing banality of HR department cliches. Listen here to Mark Zuckerberg explain that the death of free speech in America is actually a really positive thing that we all need to get behind. We're taking a more proactive role in making sure that all of our partners and developers use our services for good. We're very focused on making sure that our recommendations and discovery surfaces um, aren't highlighting groups where people are repeatedly sharing misinformation or harmful content. And we're working hard uh, to completely remove groups if, if they exist primarily to, to violate our policies or, um, or, or do things that are dangerous. Fucking loser. could be so chirpy. Groups that do things that are dangerous. What exactly does that mean? Dangerous like hurting other people? Or dangerous as in saying things that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't like or considers bad for business? Well, yesterday we found out Facebook released its latest enemies list. Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, Paul Joseph Watson, Louis Farrakhan, Laura Loomer, all of them were designated dangerous individuals and banned from Facebook and from its subsidiary Instagram. Alex Jones's company, Infowars, was banned as well and described as a dangerous organization. Didn't explain exactly how. How dangerous is Infowars? Well, Facebook believes it's so dangerous that you can be banned from using the platform, Facebook, just for sharing its content unless you simultaneously denounce it. Let that penetrate for just one moment. Think about it just for a second. Mark Zuckerberg is not simply censoring opinions. He's prescribing which political opinions you're allowed to have, which conversations all of us in this country can have about America. Keep in mind that nobody voted for Mark Zuckerberg. He's 34 years old. He's completely cut off from reality. He's worth $72 billion. And yet he can single-handedly make our First Amendment irrelevant after 250 years. Here's the most amazing thing of all. Our media think that's great. Now, journalists are supposed to defend free speech. You would think that was their job since they make a living from it. But when corporate America issues an order, when Mark Zuckerberg says jump, their question is how high, Mr. Zuckerberg? Listen to them celebrate Mark Zuckerberg and sell you out completely. Why are they doing this now? Well, it's a good question as to why they waited this long, but um, yes, they, they, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, so Alex, is, Alex Jones has been banned from Facebook for a long period of time, but now they banned him. They banned his like little underling, Paul Joseph Watson. Now that they kicked them off the platform, that's great for now, but it doesn't roll back the clock. But you have also excesses in the First Amendment, First Amendment right now. Pure you know, tyrants. The, for, the forefathers said, well, you can say, you know, all sorts of hateful things and spread it around the world, literally spread it through the Internet. I have no issue with it at all. I want them shut down. I want them silenced. I want them muted. I think they are horrible for our society. I want them shut down. I want them silenced. I want them muted. But don't worry. These people aren't terrifying or anything. Don't kid yourself. It's not just Alex Jones they want silenced, muted, shut down. Recently, the Pointer Institute, which is a nonprofit that's supposed to support journalism, put out a list of what they called unreliable news outlets. Can you imagine unreliable self-awareness and short supply in the journalism business? But Pointer crafted this list with the help of the Southern Poverty Law Center. 
So you can imagine. Imagine my shock. The Washington Free Beacon, the Daily Caller, the Daily Signal, the Washington Examiner, basically everyone who's not CNN or MSNBC or precisely aligned with their politics. Twitter called for advertisers to blacklist and therefore bankrupt these news outlets, crush them. Their fellow progressives applauded. As far as they're concerned, this is total war. What we're watching now in real time is this country become unfree. The question is, who exactly is defending us in all of this? Us who might dissent from Mark Zuckerberg's view or think that NBC News maybe doesn't tell the whole truth all the time. We don't trust Mark Zuckerberg to control what we think. What about us? Who's standing up for us? Where are leaders in Congress? Where's the White House? Nowhere. As long as big tech isn't hassling them personally and directly, as long as their accounts remain open, they don't seem to care. They're fools. Will any of these people get reelected in a country where left-wing tech companies control the terms of political debate? Huh. Can you really win a presidential election if Google opposes you? No, you can't. Not a chance. Not right now. Without free speech, there is no democracy. It's time to stop lying about that. Yep, absolutely correct. Absolutely 100% correct. I think that, yeah, Tucker does a much better job of describing it than I ever could. But I think he's pointing the same thing that you're saying, too, though, that, you know, Congress, they're, they're sitting on their hands until it actually personally affects them. And he's asking, you know, who's defending us? I think it's us. We need to take it upon ourselves, we the people, to get out peacefully and make our voices be heard in the 3D world as well. Yeah. Um, and like I said, um, a lot of those people, I wouldn't go uh, like my. I wouldn't go so far and, and say like they're they're on their hands. I mean, they're dealing with so much on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, that they're not seeing this situation. You know, we're seeing it, and some people will be like, "Oh, you're being dramatic." and we're seeing it already from the future. It's like we're looking back at it. Because I'm already looking back at it. Uh, th these people are just seeing social media silencing. Like, I'm already at the bank level um, where I can't bank. Um, so new problems require new solutions. And those solutions are to get, like, newer faces in there to counter. I think there was a, somebody that commented, um, and he, he was completely right. Um, like, they have, they have this new fire. They have the AOC. They have... Ilhan Omar, I mean, they, they got all this new fire in. We don't have that. Right. You know, and hate AOC all you want, all you want. They're fucking firecrackers. Oh, they know what they're you doing. Full they, well, capture, right? they capture an audience. That's what we need. We need more firepower ourselves. Yep. I think you're up, Enrique. I think you're right. We need to get more people like us to run for office. That's that's got to be it. We know what's going on. We've been in the streets with the activism over the past few years. I think you're right. I think it's time for us to take it to the office. Yeah, that's it. You're you're gonna reach a plateau. You get me. You're gonna reach a plateau that you need to do more. You get me. The first level is to start your activism, and I started that 13 years ago. First level is just to get out there, go to the polling station, help help a local candidate out, blah blah blah. And we've had this before. Next level is is what we're doing right now is media, right? When you when that's it, that you you, you, you all you could do is grow your audience on 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 uh, on your media outlet, but they're silencing you, so you can't grow any more than you are. Right. Um, so what's the next step? Actually, fucking make a change. 
put your name on that ballot and uh and and put yourself in front of twitter google and, and make sure you put their their those coals under their feet and that's just not a that's not a federal level at a local level you could do the same thing i know oh, you're yeah. having I, i've seen your statuses you're you're having issues over there with uh local government with like vaping and cigarettes and stuff Oh yeah, pull us in the Democrats here in Colorado. The, they, the session just ended, I believe, uh, today or yesterday, but they were on a tyrannical rampage. I mean, red gun flag laws and all of this crap, and enforcing LGBTQ stuff on our preschoolers and school. It's just, it's insane what Polis and the Democrats are doing out here. Absolutely abs absurd. And I don't know. I do have a lot of friends out here that are, are trying to push me to run. I mean, I'm not, I'm not making any crazy announcements here. I'm just, you know, it, it's in my thoughts. I may run for something here local. Well, you should. Yep. You should. Your next show on Sunday should be you announcing that you're going to run. <laughs> yeah. It's harder for me because, you know, I'm more of a libertarian at heart, and politicians is not – that's not really my thing. But I think you're right. I, I started activism for a reason. I, I believe in small, regulated government, and I love my country. I love the hell out of Ron and Rand Paul, and I love the hell out of Trump, and I love the hell out of this movement. And I think that a lot of good is coming out of this movement. This isn't some small movement. Like you said, this is a, a train. And we mean business. And we really do mean business. That's what yeah. they're scared of. That's why they're trying to shut us up. But you're not going to shut me up. Even if you ban me, I will continue to bullhorn in the streets. That's what I do. They're going to ban me. I'm going to open a new account. We're going to open another Telegram channel. Listen, we're not going to stop, dude. You could try to ban us all you want. We're going to keep organizing until the next product comes in, until capitalism gives the next product. Gab would be a great alternative, but Andrew needs to put his fucking boots on and he needs to get an app on the app store somehow, some way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Well, Enrique, I know you got stuff to do. I know you're really busy. Uh, but moving forward here in the future, I think there is a, uh, a chance that we're going to have a Major League Liberty um, store section on your shirt store as well. Go ahead and pimp your store out, man, because your merchandise is amazing. I know you're also helping out roger stone and his defense fund uh so please boys and girls check out his stuff go ahead and plug yourself enrique so you can you can go to my site and when i say my site it, i i use that very loosely um our site is is comprised of a whole bunch of conservative vendors and a lot of people that have been deplatformed. so it's kind of like an amazon for conservatives so that website is www.1776.shop. You could go there, shop by vendor, find your favorite conservative. Uh, hopefully by the end of the week, we should have a Major League Liberty store up there. Um, and just 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 support, like stop going to Amazon, dude. Yep. Stop searching for Google for, uh, on Google for products. We got it. We got it. Anything that you need, 1776.shop has it, okay? Um, whether it's tickets to an event, um, we started selling tickets to events, um, T-shirts, coins, hats. I mean, all sorts of merchandise. Um, you could also find us on Telegram. You guys know who I am and what organization I represent. So it's that organization's name at that organization's name, USA, on Telegram. Yeah, and by the way, boys and girls, Telegram is an amazing uh, messenger app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, please do. Stop using Facebook Messenger and download Telegram. Just, just saying. Yes. Uh, but, um, go ahead, Enrique. Well, they also – one of the uh, – I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but one of the things that was said was they're trying to ban conservatives off of WhatsApp, which is owned by Facebook. It's supposed to be a secure, encrypted uh, messaging service. And uh, 
it's bullshit. They're, they're already trying to ban us on there. So Telegram is a great alternative. You can find your favorite uh, people that we said today that were banned. So I can't even say that uh, in support of them because um, I don't want to say it again. You could find them on Telegram and just follow them, see what they're doing until the next best product comes. Yeah, Telegram is probably the best one right now. Are you still there, Enrique? Yes, I am. You hear All me? All right. Yeah, your your internet's just a little bit choppy. But um, Enrique, one more time. Thanks again, dude. I want to have you on again. Um, hopefully, with better things to chit chat about. You know, um, like you said one time, you want to yeah. have like where we discuss things that maybe we don't agree on. You know what I mean? That sounds like fun radio to me. So I do want to still hold that with you. Amen. All right. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. Can I get Appreciate a little prevails for you? Go. If, if it doesn't chop it up, but <laughs> liberty <laughs> prevails. All right. Everyone say thank you to Enrique. We love this man. Thank you so much, bud. Go enjoy Game of Thrones, and I'll talk at you soon. Um, Zach, if you could, here's your 10-second uh, heads up for the next clip. Before I bring on my next guest, which is going to be very influential, I believe, because this next guest I know is he lives in South Africa, so he will bring a lot of insight into what's going on with South Africa and the farmers and everything going on out there. But – in the meantime, I want to roll this clip because another one of my favorites, Mark Dice, hits a home run again on the censorship. Go ahead and roll that for a sec. Well, Joseph Watson, Lord Loomer, and Bob Loganopoulos were just unpersoned by Facebook yesterday in the latest purge of prominent conservative voices, and they were labeled dangerous people and then lumped in with Louis Farrakhan, who was also banned. Of course, Facebook did not ban the Smash Racism DC page, the Antifa DC page, which organized that harassment campaign against Tucker Carlson by literally creating an event for it, posting his home address surrounding his home, and then telling him that, quote, he's not safe, and they know where he sleeps. Hey, policies? Come on, okay? We might need to know. We know where you sleep at night. Mailbox. Mailbox. We know where you sleep at night. You know where you sleep at night. Nope, that didn't violate Facebook's terms of service, but Paul, Laura, and Milo criticizing Islam does. What else is interesting is that the reports are already published and circulating from CNN, of course, and others saying that they were banned before they were actually banned. It looks like CNN had their article written and ready to publish for the moment the ban took place, and then once they were given the heads up from their Facebook contact, yep, we're going to ban them right now, they published the article, but it took Facebook a few minutes to finally get around to actually deleting the accounts. The Atlantic is reporting that if anybody posts any InfoWars articles or videos on their Facebook page, those posts will be removed and repeat offenders will also be banned. TechCrunch is reporting that Facebook may start engaging in pre-crime detection, like the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report, and it may just start deleting people's pages before they actually violate the policies. In her book, Hate, Why We Should Resist It with Free Speech, Not Censorship, by Nadine Strassman, the former president of the ACLU, she quotes George Washington University professor Jeffrey Rosen, who says that social media platforms, although not formally bound by the First Amendment, since they are technically private corporations, right, they have a democratic obligation to embrace something close to the constitutional standard. Like universities and media outlets, online speech platforms 
should not be safe spaces. They should be democratic spaces with the ultimate victors in the clash of ideas determined by reason and deliberation. She also points out that prior to the Civil War, many Southern states made it illegal for people to actually denounce slavery because they didn't want abolitionist ideas to spread. Saying, quote, the leading pro-slavery advocate, Senator John C. Calhoun, argued that abolitionists who criticized slavery libeled the South and inflicted emotional injury. During the 1830s, many Southern states enacted laws suppressing abolitionist speech, which was feared to spur violence, in particular slave rebellions, and indeed to threaten the nation's very survival. So at one time, it was actually illegal in certain states to say that you were against slavery. Kind of like today, how it's a violation of big tech's terms of service to say that there are only two genders. But Congressman Jamie Raskin and other Democrats say that it's just a conspiracy theory that conservatives are being censored on social media. So today, we resume consideration of the entirely imaginary narrative that social media companies are biased against conservatives. Companies, I should add, whose platforms were used to spread vicious Russian propaganda that helped to elect Donald Trump president. Oh, I'm just imagining that Paul Joseph Watson's Facebook page has been deleted. Did you want to say something stupid, Jabba the Hutt Nadler? Before we delve into these questions, I must first dispense with a completely illegitimate issue, which is the fantasy dreamed up by some conservatives that Google and other online platforms have an anti-conservative bias. As I've said repeatedly, no credible evidence supports this right-wing conspiracy theory. It's actually a conspiracy fact, sir. And speaking of conspiracies, here's a clip from G. Edward Griffin from 50 years ago. He's the author of the fantastic book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, exposing the Federal Reserve banking cartel, warning about just this kind of thing. In 1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, when certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable buildups as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. That was a clip produced by the John Birch Society for a presentation back in 1969. 50 years ago. Let's not forget that Project Veritas recently obtained some leaked documents from inside of Facebook that showed that they had labeled Lauren Chen, formerly known as Roaming Millennial, as producing videos that were destructive. How dare a beautiful woman be conservative and post videos on Facebook? You're a hateful Nazi, At this rate, it won't be much longer until the big tech companies start banning people for saying that abortion is murder because they'll consider it to be hateful against the people who murder their babies. I'm getting really sick of this censorship, so I want every single one of you to create a new contact in your phone and save the number to the United States Capitol switchboard in there and call them as soon as this video is done and call them Amen. every time somebody new gets censored. All you need to do is call this number and they will forward your call to your senator or your member in the House of Representatives and you tell them what's going on. From now on, instead of just posting about it on social media or making YouTube videos about it, Every time somebody new gets censored, we're going to start calling Congress. And here's the number to the White House, guys. I want every single one of you to save it in your phones. And it's time to start making our voices heard loud and clear. Thanks for hey, watching. Man, you can go ahead and cut that, Zach.
Amen. Thank you, Mark Dice. Once again, delivering the good stuff. That's your numbers right there, boys and girls. Thank you, Zach, for flashing that. Yes, it's time to get active. Like Enrique and myself are saying, and everyone else that, is, that has been banned are saying, it's time to get inactive. It's time to make change happen. The leftists out there, the mainstream media, they love seeing us all go down one by one. They love it. Their book burning in 2019 is happening on social media right now. This is our open forum. You sold yourself as an open forum for all of us to have discussion about. That needs to stay the way it is. Louis Farrakhan is a token. They just threw him in there so they can make Milo and Alex Jones and Laura Loomer look like anti-Semites too. Laura Loomer is Jewish. God almighty, this censorship is out of control and it has to stop. Oh, with that being said, thank you, Mark Dice, once again. I will be bringing on my special guest here in just a couple seconds. Uh, his name is Gareth Thomas. He is a revered lad from South Africa. And uh, um, can we get him up here? Here he comes. I think. I think you got a video. Oh, all right. Hey, Gareth, hey, Louis. How are you doing, my man? What time is it over there I'm in South good. Africa? <laughs> It is now 25 in the morning. Yes, I, wow. I definitely should have napped instead of powering through with coffee. Yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on tonight. I definitely want to hear some of your insight into what's going on in South Africa. Um, but go ahead and introduce yourself, my man. My name's Gareth Thomas. I'm 35. I was born here, um, 1984, lived in South Africa pretty much my whole life. Got a really close-up look at the whole country. Most of my life in Johannesburg, in the big nasty city right in the middle, the biggest like economic hub of South Africa. But I've spent six years at the coast and six years at a farm, like far north as well. Very, very interesting different places, like like different worlds. Like, you know, like you guys got New York and then you got Texas, you know, out back on a ranch, two different entire planets. South Africa is a lot like that. You can drive for 10 minutes in your car and find yourself someplace that you don't recognize, someplace that you don't fit in. <laughs> and that's becoming a pretty big problem out there in South Africa. Am I wrong? Um, yeah, they've been they've been areas that have been no-go areas for a long time. They've just now gotten way out of control. And especially now that we're in an election year, we've actually got voting in two days for our presidential election, our next real big one. And that always causes a lot of chaos. I was just listening to you talk to Enrico earlier and um, listening to your piece on Mark Dice. And he's asking people to phone the government to complain about things. And I'm like, like shocked and in, the, in an absolute state of wonder. Phoning your government works? Like people pick up the phone in your country? Well. <laughs> like, like that, that, that's amazing that that means like, like people actually hear the citizens concerns and take them seriously in south africa you can sit here and I, I could do run an experiment for you and use my landline and just call every different government office on every official available number and if i got through to one out of a hundred i'd be shocked wow be shocked yeah, we That's... called the police two nights ago my neighbor was i've got a a, a really large scary man for a neighbor and he was beating up i don't know if it's his girlfriend or that week's prostitute or someone and like i don't want to get involved he's probably got a couple of firearms and stuff let me call the cops domestic disturbance and they just don't come they're just like hey white boy i haven't got time for you wow <laughs> so you're sitting at home thinking well what if someone actually does jump over my wall tonight you know as like i'm in a pretty nice neighborhood uh where i stay it's happened before people have come over the wall, but not not very often here. You know, like our neighborhood probably has like one, two hits a month, whereas 
just down the road, they have like one or two hits a week. Wow. That's yeah. that's some scary shit, man. Excuse my language there. Um, but who who's jumping over your walls? <laughs> you guys have a you're breaking up just a little bit there. Rule um, of Africa. Go, oh, go back just a few off? seconds. You broke up a little bit. Just start that uh, sentence okay. back over. You guys understand uh, the, the problems caused by lack of border security. Yep. But yep. I think we've got that a thousandfold compared to what you've got. Because we've got, we've pretty much got an open border with the whole of Africa. So we have different groups in South Africa that are here illegally and like whenever there's a coup in the Congo or in Uganda or Rwanda and Burundi have a, an attempted genocide, the refugees always see South Africa as the land of hope. You know, we're Africa's America and everybody wants to come in here and we haven't got any, but we've got a bunch of hippos in the Limpopo River. That's basically our border. You know, like you can pay the hippos. Like, <laughs> They're the ones defending yeah. your border. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I think the hippos do more defending of the South African border than anybody in uniform. And the last time I checked, I think our, our armed forces had an 80% HIV positive like rating, which meant that like mostly underprivileged people were joining the army to get free AIDS medication. Wow. That, that, yeah, it's uh, scary stuff. So all those problems that are caused by open borders and mass, mass immigrations and already having a huge unemployment problem in South Africa, adding tons and tons of people to the country doesn't help that problem. So you get a lot of groups of guys that aren't legally registered, can't get work doing anything decent or anything that'll actually provide a livable wage. And you get these crime gangs that are just insane. They, a lot of them are the guys that lost the Congolese uh, coup. So they all have military experience and they did not come here to make friends. They just came because it's a buttload of easy, easy targets and they're being hunted in the country that they come from. And that's just like one of the, the, the many problems facing South Africa at the moment. Like if we had to get into government greed and corruption, yeah, we've lost more money in the last 10 years than it takes to run this country. What a, sick, not, what a sick world we live in with these globalists, yeah. man. South Africa, yeah, globalism is, is what really pulled the rug out from under us. I keep telling all of my American friends that the problems you guys like can still you still got hope at, at dealing with a lot of these problems at like blocking them out. I, I couldn't believe when, when Trump got elected, that was just like, there's a country in the world that's actually going to start fighting against this. That there's one place of like hope. It was a, a, quite a shock to all of us. Well, you, know, you we got my, the hope. hairs of my arm standing up right now, but this uh, is it. Yeah. It's time to stand up and fight boys and girls. We want to save our country. Yeah. Look, this guy's telling you everything well, right here, right now. Well, no, dude, Venezuela, South Africa, in fact, Zimbabwe, if you want to see what's going to happen if you let the globalists get their filthy claws into your gorgeous homeland, Zimbabwe, Venezuela, South Africa, watch that. And, you know, like Africa was pretty much decently freaking colonized, excuse my language, before like Kenya had a horrible civil war. They lost all of the decent conservative Republican type folk, a lot of whom happened to be white, left and went down to Rhodesia, the next safest South country who then lost their civil war and had genocides and farm killings and, you know, mass starvation. And there's nowhere south to retreat. I don't know if you guys have checked the map, but after South Africa, it hits a really cold ocean, like a really cold ocean, a long swim, and then you're in, then you're in polar bear territory. <laughs> like, um, 
there's there's nowhere left for everybody who was born in Africa to run. I tried like getting ancestral visas to. I've got a lot of uh, well, as you might have guessed, my ancestors didn't come from here. You know, four or five generations back, they were all Europeans, and the the Dutch said, "No, you got to get like direct grandparents, like unabridged birth certificates." And we're saying, like, ladies and gentlemen, this is Africa. There were more wars and fires than you've got space for country. You know, like nobody's got unabridged birth certificates from going back to anything more than half a generation. And then the Irish gave us pretty much the same. They were like, you can't come home to Ireland. We just don't want you. And we were, we're telling these people, guys, do a DNA test. Do a 23 in me. I, I have like 75% Celtic DNA, 25% Germanic DNA. It's more your right to freaking, like, like you got to tell me how I'm not getting in to go back home. You know, you got space for all the African refugees, but not a single white person from Africa. If I want to, they don't want any white people. Yeah, they they want, they don't want any white man back. They they, no, they want you dead, basically. If I want to go like like back to my ancestral homeland of Ireland, and I tell them I'm a black guy coming from South Africa, it's a lot easier to get in as a refugee than if I tell them that I'm a white guy, which is shocking. Which is absolute like, how do the Irish explain themselves to their own people? And and I feel completely fine saying that having like seventy five percent Celtic DNA, and yes, there are way more Celts outside of Ireland than inside of Ireland craziness yeah imagine that you it know? would be easier for you, you to an Ameri- go home. i think you yeah, you americans alone have more irish heritage people than they are currently in ireland wouldn't surprise me yeah that that makes sense i mean wow yeah like so, the population of ireland is the population of ireland is something like florida yeah <laughs> right and the irish population of america is like you know like one quarter of all your white folk <laughs> yeah yeah, but they, 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 yeah, it'd be easier for you to go home to Ireland if you went up mm. north in Africa, you know, into Libya or Egypt, and then crossed the Mediterranean, landed in France, oh, Spain, wherever, and pretended you like you were. Uh, you, go ahead. You think that's humanly possible for a white dude to move up through oh, Africa yeah. from the south to the north? Right. No. I, I, give me like seventeen Rhodesians, a box of M16s, and like uh, a really nice Black Hawk helicopter. And like two places to refuel on the way, we might get it done. Wow. <laughs> oh. wow. Okay, then things I wanted to bring up to your listeners' attention that they might not know about. A bunch of crazy people in my country. Well, I say crazy. They might end up winning. Zaitland. Have you heard of that? The yes. Zaitland I, Republic. I did get to Z. slowly catch up on some of that. Yes. But go so ahead and explain guys that. Just declared a republic and they like said it to the UN and they said it in all the right legal words. And now apparently they're in a they're country within our country as of like the 6th of last month or something. That was uh, quite interesting. Um, so yeah, apparently there is a legal state somewhere in South Africa that now has their own currency and is vying for land and competing with the Zulus and the Causes and the Griquas and the Swanas and the Sutus and the Afrikaners and the few English folk around for, you know, the little slices of pie that are left. I don't know how forming What's the a name again? Zeeland, I think it was? Yeah, Zeitland. Uh, that's, that's the right. old Dutch name for one of... That was the like prospective name for one of the colonies that South Africa could have ended up as. I think we still have that on our passports as the other language. We've got South Africa and then under it, Zeitland Republic. Yeah, but that was like an old thing that these guys are trying to... I think they're trying to bring back. Then you guys talk about uh, George Orwell all the time. I live in Orwell Street. I, I did a book study on both 1984 and Animal Farm. 
I think Animal Farm is way more applicable to American politics than like these days. I think like 1984 was very basic. If you had to explain that TV box that watches you in 1984 to like your iPhone, your, your iPhone tracks you a thousand times more than anything George Orwell could ever have predicted. Right. But the, like the social situations in Animal Farm, you know, like we are all equal, but some are more equal than others. You know, like two legs bad, four legs good, because humans have two legs. And then the chickens are like, but what the fuck about us? <laughs> Sorry, my language. No, it's really right. late. Um, yeah. I think you're right, though, with the animal farm thing, though. I think you're actually really right, yeah. because today's left out here in America, they're more focused upon how much more anyone can be a victim than somebody well, else. So like you it's said, all more like, equal. Yeah, Go ahead. that whole victim thing is identity politics. It's taking the rights away from the individual and putting on the group, because if you judge me as a Republican, I've chosen to be a Republican. If you judge me as a conservative, I've chosen to be a conservative. Even if I'm a liberal or if you judge an Antifa person on their Antifa beliefs, whatever the mystic things that hold that together are, you're judging them on something they've chosen. But if I judge you on being a white man or a straight man, is that something you've chosen? I've no. forced you into the argument. I've cornered right. you. You can't get out of that now because you're a white man. That's, that's not something shit. you chose. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm forcing the politics on you by forcing identity politics into a group perspective and away from your entire, your entire individual beliefs. Your individual beliefs are what make you as a person. They're what define you as whether you're a good or a bad person, whether you're morally just or not, whether you're effective or ineffective in society. However, if I just call you a straight man and I judge you only as a straight man, I've just taken away every slight little bit of choice you could have ever had in my judgment of you. But if I judged you by as like someone who wears a mugger hat and supports liberalism, then that's your choices. Then we're on a even debating field, you know. Then right. I'm judging you by your ideas, not by some aesthetic, some identitarian hoo ha. Almost dropped another swear word. It's um, okay. I know it's very late. I mean, yeah. it's very early over there. I definitely appreciate you coming yeah. on. Um, is there any good news coming out of South Africa recently? Everyone's sitting with bated breath for this election. The major opposition that we've had, if you look at the... I have to dig for good news, bro. You're making me dig deep here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I know. At, if, you, if you look at the polls and the way they... Not the polls, the previous election results and the way they trend. The ANC in 1994 won by a massive freaking majority. A massive amount. They, I, I can't remember... I can't, I'm, I'm not quoting the exact amounts, but they... like, Like something above like... 75% majority of the vote they got of the people that voted and it's gone down every four years that we've had an election steadily and steadily and steadily it's you, you can watch it dropping by between like six and 14 percent every almost every single election I think like six percent was the least amount that they've ever lost and they've performed terribly really really terribly it's like quite shocking for one party to be in power for is it 26 years now since wow. since 1994 yeah. yeah it's 26 yep. years yeah that's that's I, w I was 10 years old when they took over that's pretty much one political party my entire adult life that says um, a lot right there too i mean that that says a lot i mean it is a long long well, game we've but... had we've had all of the accusations and scandals and conspiracies along the way they've throughout previous elections they've dug up empty skip uh, removal bins full of just black bags of votes for the democratic alliance which are like our opposition party who every election have been rising and rising and rising and they often get called the white party and how dare they be so you know european or they're formed by colonists 
but if you look at the democratic alliance like the nine out of the top 10 guys are black people they're, they're not really a white party and they haven't been for at least 12 13 that's years, what i see the is... globalists doing every single time that we try to start some kind of independent party or we start making moves on things we start a movement mm. towards you know getting rid of globalism standing up for our mm. rights they immediately mm. in interject their identity politics like you called it they're just going to immediately denounce you as being racist even though 90 mm. percent of your party isn't even white it's ridiculous and absurd i mean it's the actually like to debate maturely and not ever accuse someone of that i've caught myself doing it to people without realizing where i've just been like oh that's just the opinion of like these ethiopian gangsters that come down here and try to take over and the dude's like no bro you're you're judging all ethiopians on this guy and you're judging this guy on all ethiopians you gotta like sort your head out and i'm like oh damn you're right you know just because i've had a bad run in with a couple of these gangsters doesn't mean that these guys are all gangsters or that these guys represent their country you know we've got a couple of guys from all countries here that are really good people we've got some my my like my neighbor on my other side is a, a, a catholic west african dude I, I think he's from the western side of nigeria but he's the loveliest coolest dude you could ever imagine does a bunch of charity work he's always bugging me to come and join church with him you know like he's the greatest guy he's helped me chase a dude that uh, robbed our other neighbor's house all the way down the road, like me running with my katana and him with a golf club. <laughs> well, real recognize dude... real. There's a saying that we have here, real recognize yeah. real. It, that has nothing yeah. to do with your skin color or your creed or religion or who you sleep with. Yeah, tonight. South Africa's got some of the most amazing, wonderful, like really cool people in the entire world from all races, but we've also got some of the dodgiest folk from all races. Like, and see, that's the thing to, is right there. It's we about seem the to character. Miss that, that that middle gap like our, our entire middle class seems to be dwindling in number and and we have like a disproportionate amount of dodgy and nice people in most countries it's usually 33 percent of the folks are like good and 33 percent of the folks are bad and 33 percent of them couldn't be bothered in south africa wow. it's more like 40 40 and 20. Oh, that's oh man. Well, Gareth, I I appreciate your insight. I definitely want to have you on again no. in the future. I know we're running low on time. I want to say thank you again for coming on right now. But before okay. I um, we start, is, is Candace Owens going to be your president in twenty twenty four? If she ran, I'd probably vote for. Her. I I kind of want Rand Paul to run in twenty twenty four. But if Candace does run in twenty twenty four, she would ha she'd have my vote. Yeah, yes. sure. Paul Owens twenty twenty four. Why not? That'd, yeah. that'd make a great poll. What 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 could the libs put up against that? <laughs> God, that would be all. I, I would love to see that. Just looking into That'd the future. That would be iconic. That would be, yeah. wow. That, that would be is, awesome. Is Sargon <laughs> of Akkad going to be the Prime Minister of the UK within the next five? Well, I, 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 Sargon, yeah, I, he's got my, my support. I'll Me tell too. you that much. 100%. Um, I do have a listener comment. Uh, Lee Alvary, big fan of ours. He's asking, aren't they doing the same thing about reparations equivalent to what's going on in South Africa? Yeah, what's going on with that right now? You know, with the whole white farmers thing and the land and everything. Um, what's going on there? I, I could talk about that for an hour. Right. Um, reparations are happening. Some farms have already been taken. It's a very long story. It's quite convoluted. Um, it's not good. It's very similar to what happened in Zimbabwe. No, wait, it's the exact same thing kind of happening at the exact same rate as what happened in Zimbabwe. Yeah. But but they've already been like a couple of dudes who've like been thrown out of their homes, had their farms taken away. And it's, I've seen some of it. I've seen some of Lauren Southern's videos down there. Facebook like hey, shut down a, our she, live stream, she, but we'll go she ahead. She got it pretty spot on. Hey, I normally moan and complain that journalists get it all wrong and 
only interview a specific sect of people and but Lauren Southern, I was pretty impressed with her work in South Africa. She's actually a real journalist, as opposed to most of these BBC, CNN idiots that come out here, stay at a five-star hotel, only go around the richest suburb with private security guards, and then go home and tell everyone, it was wonderful, it was beautiful. And I'm like, bro, you saw 1% of the top 10%. Like, what the hell? That That's not, you know, seeing my country. <laughs> Gareth, if, uh, if I definitely yeah. have to bring you back on soon, man. Uh, um, we should definitely go over more about what's going on Louis, over there. I, yes, we love you over here. Keep doing what you're doing. You're an absolute rock star. Yes. What did you want me to say? Liberty prevails. For a liberty prevails, dude. And it, as it always shall, and as it always will. But dude, even if we have to die trying. <laughs> Amen. That's 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 all about. Thank you so much, yeah. Gareth. I I definitely need to bring you back on again soon, man. Um, it sounds like you're going to have a rough morning over there since you've been staying up drinking coffee. Um, it's, but Gareth, it's two minutes to five. No, dude, I'm going to do an hour of gym and then make my wife some breakfast. Awesome. Well, Gareth, thank you <laughs> once again, man. Um, I love what you're doing. Keep up the good fight, man. I, I look forward yeah. to speaking to you again, my man. Sweet, Louis. God bless, bro. God bless. Take care, buddy. All right. Well, boys and girls, that was, um, that was awesome. I mean, I met Gareth just a, a, maybe a few months ago. I'm really, really looking forward to getting some more insight from what's going on in South Africa from that guy. He is, that guy's awesome. Awesome. So, Enrique is awesome as well. We all love Enrique, but we're going to carry on the show. Um, with that being said, back onto our Facebook purge and, and censorship here in America. Yes. The next video clip that I want to pull up is Brian Stelter today on his show. I, what's the name of his show? Uh, God, I, reliable sources. <laughs> CNN reliable sources. <laughs> Sorry, let me recompose myself. Uh, CNN, Brian Stelter today. Zach, here's your 10-second cue. Get that lined up for us. Um, we're going to go ahead. Brian Stelter calls Donald Trump the InfoWars president. We're going to go ahead and take a look at this. Brian Stelter today reporting on the Facebook fans of Alex Jones. Go ahead and ro roll president that clip, Zach. serious reaction to Facebook's action showcases that he is, I'm sorry to say, the InfoWars president. He is promoting the same alternative universe as InfoWars and sharing videos from repugnant characters. Now, InfoWars, of course, is that web show and website led by rageaholic Alex Jones. Full of fear-mongering and conspiracy theorizing, InfoWars tells viewers that the world is out to get them. Jones is facing multiple lawsuits related to- I thought that was CNN. School massacre and the murder of DNC staffer Seth Rich. But none of this seems to repel President Trump. InfoWars content is useful to him. InfoWars personalities align with him. He, he even gave an interview to Alex Jones back on the campaign trail. On Saturday, Trump went on a Twitter spree and said, it's so great to watch this while sharing a video from InfoWars. He also repeatedly retweeted a guy named Paul Joseph Watson, one of the InfoWars figures who's been banned by Facebook. He also retweeted a strange video about Islam from a user named Deep State Exposed that buys into the QAnon theory. This is, this is troubling stuff. A lot of it is troubling stuff. And at the same time, the president's decrying Facebook's action. Now, you may have heard about this. Facebook decided to block uh, six users as well as InfoWars as an organization. The high-profile names include Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, who's been called out for his anti-Semitism, as well as Paul Nealon, uh, who is a congressional candidate who also has clearly anti-Semitic views. So you see here, there's six people, there's one organization banned, and it's not just Facebook. Trump has also been complaining about Twitter, how Twitter sometimes suspends or briefly uh, puts counts into a timeout period. He's complaining about James Woods, the actor and right-wing uh, star, 
who right now is on a Twitter timeout. Look, the president is clearly trying to tap into conservative concerns about right-wing censorship, social media censorship. How real are those concerns, though? How legitimate is this? And, and how is Facebook deciding who should be banned in the first place? Uh, joining me now to discuss all of this is CNN senior media reporter Oliver Darcy, co-host of the Fifth, Fifth Column podcast, Camille Foster, New York Magazine senior correspondent and CNN contributor, Irene Carmon, and in Washington, Judd Legum. He's the former editor of the progressive website, Think Progress, now the author of the popular information newsletter. Judd, let me start with you because you've talked in the past about the president and his relationship with InfoWars. What do you think you're seeing happen now as the president goes on these retweet sprees? Well, Trump is doing this because he needs people to believe that Facebook is against him and that Facebook is biased against him because that's the only way that he has the space to operate on Facebook. His campaign, the 2020 campaign, he put the strategist in charge of his Facebook strategy, Brad Parscale, is now the campaign manager. And they are instituting exactly what they did in 2016, which is a whole series of ads that are misleading. And so if they go after Infowars for misleading content, if they go after Milo, if they go after any of these folks, he's going to be next. And so that's why he's doing that, because he needs to be able to draw a distinct he can't let them draw a distinction between what Infowars is doing and what NBC or CNN or any mainstream media organization is doing. Even though what we get from Infowars is conspiracy theory crap. I mean, right in the wake of the Notre Dame fire. Oh, please. Talking about whether it was arson, talking about how the rest of the media was lying to you about what happened. Oliver, try to distinguish for us uh, between, you, you know, when we talk about these topics and talk about these figures, why is it that the six individuals were banned by Facebook? What makes them different from others? Well, these, these are very extreme individuals. And no matter what anyone tells you, they are extremists. And that's why Facebook uh, decided uh, to get rid of them from the platform the other day. Um, and back to your point, though, about the InfoWars presidency, I want to know, and I, I tweeted this the other day, what is the difference right at this point between Trump's Twitter feed and InfoWars.com? You know, InfoWars might have been banned from, from Twitter, but it seems to have found a new home over at Trump's Twitter feed. And while he's promoting and legitimizing this news organization, we should also talk about how he's uh, trying to tear down credible sources for news, the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN. He was questioning why- Yeah, Zach, go ahead and cut this. Oliver Darcy- Were they not banned? Right. Yeah, Oliver Darcy is the one that was in, he who should not be named now, Facebook, yes, there's no such thing as uh, gay frogs and uh, yeah, that one website that uh, everyone watches over CNN, right? Oliver Darcy is the guy that was personally in his bank account and working with YouTube and Twitter and Facebook to ban him. Oliver Darcy, you are a creep and a rat and a coward and a pussy, dude. Honestly, man, that you have the balls to sit there and tell us that Donald Trump is the InfoWars president and, and Brian Stelter. Oh, he's the InfoWars president. Oh, oh my God. He's retweeting irrehensible things from InfoWars. You know what the video was that Donald Trump retweeted last week from, from InfoWars? It was Millie Weaver walking around with black Trump supporters talking about why they love Trump. What's so rehept? I mean, unbelievable. You have the, you are just nasty people. CNN, you are the worst. The past three years, Russia, Russia, Russia. Donald Trump is Vladimir Putin's puppet, and Rob Mueller's going to get him soon. Oh, 
You guys are the conspiracy theorists. What about those WMDs in Iraq? <laughs> That's fake news. You are fake news, CNN. I'm sick and tired of your crap. Unbelievable. Brian Stelter and Oliver Darcy, you guys are domestic terrorists. And when Donald Trump says that you are the enemy of the people, he's right. Because you're lying to people. Your constituents and your audience actually believed that the Russians bought the election in 2016. You know what we found out? That they were actually helping support Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Guess who wrote up that fake dossier on Donald Trump and the two hookers peeing on him in a bed that Barack Obama slipped? That was Hillary Clinton working with Russian intelligence agencies and British intelligence agencies. You want to know what the real collusion is? It's looking right back at you, Democrats. Right at you. And I will continue on the rest of my show. And guess what? The investigation into you and Comey and Paige and Stroke is coming for you now. <laughs> now it's our turn. We already know what happened. Now it's time for the American people to know what happened. Donald Trump is going to declassify the FISA documents and all of it. It leads right up to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And that's why they're so scared of independent medias like us. And they want to shut us all down because we already know the truth and we're trying our best to wake up the rest of America. And it's going to happen whether hell or high water. If I have to take my bullhorn into the streets, if you ban me from Facebook, I don't care. I'm not stopping the fight and no, neither are the rest of this movement because this movement means something. And it's not just something you can just be scared of and paint as Nazis and white supremacists and hateful white straight men. No. There's Hispanics in this movement. There's blacks in this movement. And you're not going to shut us up. This is an American movement. Brian Stelter, you are an asshole. Excuse my language. You don't even show the proof, man. All you do is libel and slander people. You call them hateful extremists and, and anti-Semitic. Laura Loomer is a Jew. How dare you? How dare you, CNN? You, you know, there used to be a thing called facing your accuser and the evidence being brought against you. They don't even do it. I never once called for silencing my political enemies. I, whenever I do bring up something and I criticize you, I, I provide the evidence. All you do is slander and lie. You are the enemy of the people, CNN. End of story. With that being said, boys and girls, I know I'm fired up, but I'm sick of this crap. It's been three years of nothing but conspiracy theories coming from CNN, MSNBC, HuffPost, Elon, and the rest of the crap lousy losers out there. I'm sick of your crap lousy faces lying about me and my friends and our president. Enough's enough. Gloves need to come off. Donald Trump, now's the time to act. If you're as mad and fired up as I am, please call our rant line. You got three minutes to leave a message. We'll play you live if we like it. Our rant line number is 970-368-5658. One more time, that's 970-368-5658. Call that number now. Leave me your rant. I want to know what you have to think about all this nonsense and the censorship and all of that. Let's let Facebook hear it. Let's let our president hear it. Time to get mobilized, not with violence, but with your First Amendment while we still have it. And that includes the 3D world. Also, if you're new to our show and you like what we're doing here at Major League Liberty, please, in the comment section right now, type Liberty Prevails. That will also help us get around the censorship. You type Liberty Prevails in the comment section right now, you'll get a message from our bot saying, hey, would you like to be notified when we go live? That's it. There's no spam. We're not asking for money. We just want to help you be notified that when we go live, because like I've said multiple times, Facebook unsubscribes me from my own podcast two to three times a week. I don't even get the notifications when my buddy Ty goes live on Monday. I don't get the notification when Jersey, um, Logan and Troy are live on Wednesday. I don't get the notification from Ty and Jersey on Thursday. You know, I don't even get the notification for myself on Sundays. 
So if you like what we're doing here, please help us out. Spread the word, like, and share as much as you can. Type Liberty Prevails in the comments, and you'll see what that does for you. With that being said, boys and girls, I want to continue on with the rest of my show. Now, this is part of the fake news of the week. We've already seen plenty of fake news from CNN like they always do. Oh, yes, Ty and Jermaine on Thursday. Sorry, I correct myself. I love Jermaine. I have yet to get to really chit-chat with him. I cannot wait to do that because Jermaine is awesome. And, uh, you know, they keep calling Major League Liberty white supremacist, proud boy, propaganda, nationalist, hate group people. No, we're not. Unbelievable. Oh, moving on. Um, Zach, <laughs> I'm sweating over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just frustrated. I... CNN wants to call alternative media uh, conspiracy theorizers. You are the conspiracy concoctadors. That's all you do is lie all day long. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. CNN, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hate everyone that doesn't think like me. And I oh, oh, all right. I'm actually sweating really hard over here. Uh, Zach, can you get my next clip lined up? Thank you. Awesome. Oh, this is Rep Al Green at it again. Go ahead and roll this clip. <laughs> You've been calling for uh, starting articles of impeachment since 2017, but a new Quinnipiac poll taken after the release of the redacted Mueller report found that 66% state Congress should not start impeachment proceedings. And there's a sharp partisan divide, as we all know, with only 4% of Republicans favoring impeachment. Congressman, are you concerned that impeachment talk may actually help the president's re-election? I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get re-elected. If we don't impeach him, he will say he has been vindicated. He will say the Democrats had an overwhelming majority in the House and they didn't take up impeachment. He will say that we had a constitutional duty to do it if it was there and we didn't. He will say that he has been vindicated. But here's what I say. We're confronting a constitutional crisis as I speak to you. As I look the people of America in the eye, I'm telling you, we have a constitutional crisis. When the chief executive officer, the president of the United States- He always States, looks like that. Great comment, Shelley. comply with subpoenas and says he will order others to do so. This creates a constitutional crisis, but this isn't the genesis of it. It started when the president decided he would fire Mr. Comey for his uh, failure uh, pardon me, as a result of his desire not to be investigated. And when he decided to do this and he went on TV, a national TV at prime time and indicated he was thinking about this uh, Russia thing, uh, that was the genesis of it. We have a constitutional crisis. I regret that I'm the can canary in the coal mine. I regret that I was the person who had to first say that there's some obstruction taking place here. I, I regret, regret that, that I'm the person me, that said that somebody. Hawaii's going to flip and over. I take my duties... <laughs> Seriously, one, I love my country, <laughs> Mr. Minna, and I want you to know this. We must impeach this president. If we don't, For what? it's the soul of the nation that will be at risk only. It is the soul of the Congress that's at risk. Congress has a duty, a responsibility, and an obligation that only it can fulfill. All right, honk, no honk, turn the clown can. off. No oh other entity God. can. Honk, honk, welcome to clown world, honk, honk. You can't impeach someone for not committing a crime. The, the only obstruction of justice here was the Democratic Party and James Comey. Uh, yeah, I found a lot of things with the, you know, um, Hillary. It's it's a criminal offense, what she did. But uh, I don't find the intent, you know, uh, a criminality here. Uh, James Comey, yes. 
Hillary Clinton instructed her aides to destroy their Blackberries and laptops and iPads with hammers before the FBI comes in so they can hide the evidence. I mean, goddamn. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. I, uh, but really, we are witnessing cuckoo world here. I mean, honk, honk all day. That's all I got to say. Like, people actually believe this crap. <laughs> Brian Stelter. Donald Trump is the InfoWars president. He's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, Alex Jones wants to get everybody. and He's an anti-Semite. And they're conspiracy theorists. Who's the real conspiracy theorist here? You are. There's. Read it with me, boys and girls. Let's spell this out. No collusion. Follow the bouncing ball. No collusion. Now, the whole thing with the Mueller report, they're out there saying, oh, Donald Trump doesn't want the full report out. Yes, we do. I want the full report out, but you want you want to know what's really going on, boys and girls? The Democratic Party and Bob Mueller don't want the full report out. You know what's redacted in those, those uh, report? The evidence that shows that Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Loretta Lynch, Paige Stroke, all of them colluded against a duly elected president of the United States of America. They tried to form a coup. They tried. This is this is insanity right here. And you have MSNBC and CNN going, ah, there was no coup. We never spied on Trump. We never tried to make up a fake dossier. It never happened. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 it did. Zach, uh, when you get a chance, line up that next clip. Um, Judge Janine Pirro. I love this woman. Um, a lot of things, you know, she's a little bit too Republican for me, but... Last night, she was on fire 100%. And guess what, Democrats? It's coming right back at your ass. And I cannot wait. Go ahead and roll that clip, Zach. Now it's our turn. Sea Swamp has officially entered surreal territory. Why? Because they know that justice is coming. The Democrats have turned into the angry, unreasonable mob that you usually see in the movies. But have you ever seen a real life bunch of crazies so desperate to hang on to a narrative dispelled by their own team that they're running around like chickens with their own heads cut off? Their one mantra, impeach anyone who gets in their way. And this week, it was this man, Attorney General Bill Barr. Now, Barr voluntarily testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee regarding his four-page conclusion of Mueller's 400-plus page report. He did so until the whole report, subject to legally mandated redactions, could be released. No Democrats took advantage of Barr's offer to look at the less redacted report. They didn't even want to see it. But the show put on by the hysterical, hyperventilating, histrionic, frenzied Democrats dripping with hate and venom was must-see TV. Mr. Barr, now the American people know that you are no different from Rudy Giuliani or Kellyanne Conway or any of the other people who sacrificed their once decent reputation for the grifter and liar who sits in the Oval Office. You, the chief law enforcement officer, not only undermines your own credibility as an independent actor where you seem to not even be willing to be in the least bit critical in, in your summarizations. I, I believe that calls in your credibility. I think you've I've made seen, it clear that of, you've not looked I've at the evidence. We can move on. I think you've, you've made it clear, sir, that you've not looked at the evidence and we can move on. I think the American public has seen quite well that you are biased in this situation and you've not been objective. You did exactly what I thought you'd do. It's why I voted against your confirmation. 
I expected you would try to protect the president, and indeed you did. Being Attorney General of the United States is a sacred trust. You have betrayed that trust. America deserves better. You should resign. Barr, on the other hand, was lucid, focused, and unflappable. No surprise, the calls for his resignation or impeachment were immediate and simply the latest outrage and unsupported demands of the loony left. Should Barr resign? Well, I think he should. There's no sugarcoating this. I think he should step down. I think that Barr should resign. And if he does not resign, he should be facing impeachment proceedings hmm. also. He lied to Congress. If anybody else did that, it would be considered a crime. He clearly misled the American people. He seems to have uh, testified non-truthfully. He is seeking to help Donald Trump. He should resign. We need an attorney general who has credibility with the American people. So I will be writing him a letter and sending it to him this morning, asking him explicitly these questions and asking him if he stands by his statement. Because if he does, he should not be attorney general. But then to add more drama to a report that defeated the mainstream media's Trump-Russia collusion fiction, the left weaves yet a new web that Barr is misrepresenting the Mueller report. A letter written to Barr on Mueller letterhead suggests that Barr's conclusions did not fully capture the content and substance of findings by Mueller. The left does its crazy dance again. The truth? Barr offered Mueller the opportunity to review the conclusions, but Mueller declined. Upon receipt of the letter, Barr calls Mueller and says, what's the issue? Asked him if he was suggesting that the March 24th letter was inaccurate. And he said no, but that the press reporting had been inaccurate. Now, ain't that special? Even Robert Mueller now thinks the mainstream media can't get the news right. Hey, Bob, go complain to your pals. Comey, have them call the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC. What makes you think that Barr can convince the mainstream media to say the truth? And next time, Bob, let's hope there never is one for you. Don't write a 448-page report and expect everyone to get it just the way you wanted it in four pages. Look, folks, the left simply refuses to accept that the Mueller investigation is over and that justice is coming for them. They are fixated on obstruction, but make no mistake. If Mueller wanted an indictment for obstruction, he would have recommended one. Hell, they even indicted George Papadopoulos for getting a date wrong. He could have recommended an indictment for obstruction, but he didn't. Didn't Mueller look into that for two years? Didn't he have an army of investigators, search warrants, subpoenas, a grand jury? Look, I said it weeks ago. It was political whoremanship. It was Mueller's attempt to satisfy an unsatisfied client by leaving crumbs that the Democrats could fight over. Now, this whole thing has been the biggest political con job and the closest attempt to a successful coup in American history. Everything I said in my book, Liars, Leakers and Liberals, was right. They hate Trump and they'll do anything, including subjugating the Constitution and our system of justice to destroy the man. Their Amen. desperation to hang on to a narrative so torn up, worn out and destroyed, it isn't even entertaining anymore. It's not even worth talking about anymore. I'm done with it.
Amen. But what is worth talking about is how the tables will turn. Sources tell me there's an investigation into how this counterintelligence investigation into Trump began. It's time to investigate the beginning of this coup and who in the DOJ, FBI and White House signed on to prevent and overturn the will of the American people. Grab your popcorn, folks. It's showtime. It's showtime. Multiple criminal leak investigations are underway. The FISA warrants are being reviewed. The beginning of the actual investigation that people tried so hard to cover up and the inspector general's report expected to. It's coming right back at the Democrats and I can't be any happier for it. You know, we could have avoided this whole entire situation because Donald Trump has known from the get-go, from the day of his inauguration, he, he was handed all the intel on this. He knows that Barack Obama led the way on spying on his campaign. He knew the whole time. And he's thinking to himself, you know, maybe these guys will just play along. I'll get the economy going and they'll shut up. Nope, they keep on going. So you know what? It's time to turn the tables. It's coming for you. Um, Zach, don't worry about that video. It, it, that says everything that we all need to know right there. And like J Judge Janine said, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm frustrated. I'm legitimately sweating over here. That's how pissed off this makes me, honestly. this is It's absurd that people still believe that I'm a Russian bot. I'm being paid by Putin, and Major League Liberty is Russian propaganda. Get out of here with that you-know-what. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. I'm a blue-collar man here just trying to save my country for my countrymen and my kids. I like liberty and small regulated government. I love my country. Does that make me a libertarian nationalist? I don't care if it does. Nationalist is not a dirty word. America first, baby. It's glorious. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to be playing a rant here in just a second, boys and girls. Let me check. I, what's up with some comments going all over here? Yes, Salty or Sally Little Shell. They're all shaking in their Birkenstocks. Yes, they are. And that's why they're banning us left and right because they don't want us talking about what really happened. You know, AKA real news. They can't have any of that. Thank you, top fan PK. PK, you are a godsend. God bless that woman, PK. Like for real. If Major League Liberty has, you know, and Shannon always, Lee out there, Chris, Mo, um, Chingao. I love all of my friends, fans, and followers out there. For our, you know, you guys mean the world to us. We've been talking about this for three years. How sick and tired we are of the, the, the collusion, delusion. It's ridiculous. I mean, the people actually wake up in the morning believing that Donald Trump is a Russian stooge. Get out of here, um, Zach. Are you still there? Um, oh, he's checking the voicemail right now, boys and girls. So we do have a rant line. I think Zach is going to play it for us. Uh, so go ahead and hit me with that first rant, Zach. All right. We got another one. It's good, too. I got to quiet it down once she gives her phone number just because I'm that nice. But here's the first one. Mark Zuckerberg thinks uh, all this censorship is going to help him in the long run. It's not. It's a. Uh... You know, he just wants to collude with the Democratic Party and keep it on the down low. It's not on the down low. He knows he's caught. These little rats are going to sink. If this was the old school, they would hang from telephone poles. You know, they'd ban one of my pages. There was streaming InfoWars. They'd ban two of my groups because they had the name InfoWars in them. You know, these fools want to play games. They want to try and silence Alex Jones. It's not going to happen. They'll have to silence us all. Amen. Everybody has a voice. Everybody's voice should be heard. 
you know, this is this is not a game to us. And when they ever think they can take to the streets and silence us for real, they'll find out it's never happening. Amen. Great call in. Thank you so much. That was that was an amazing call. You're right. We are all Alex Jones, like he said. They're coming for me right now. They're coming for you tomorrow. They're not going to stop it. You know, Alex Jones and Laura Loomer, they're coming for everyone. Everyone they're coming for. Thank you. Awesome call. Thank you so much. Um, that's the thing, boys and girls. The way we can stand up and defeat this is if we all stand up for the those that are being taken down now. Uh, go ahead, Zach. Uh, roll our next one if you got it. Just real quick. I've seen a couple comments. Uh, Will Johnson has been banned as well. That must be recent. Uh, he was on uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named show today. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. That really would not surprise me. So why does Facebook hate uh, African Americans so much? <laughs> I think you guys got. I think Facebook is bitten off way more than they can chew. But that's just me. Uh, go ahead, Zach. Rip the next one. All right. Hey guys, this is Stiletto, friend of Deplorable Deb. I have so many things to rant on. I'm in Facebook jail right now for 30 day ban. Um, someone did a hit piece on me because I did a film on a charter school that's pushing an anti-American uh, agenda. So I'm getting slammed left and right. Deplorable Deb and I were, I'm actually, she went on today to talk about it and we get slammed some more. So I wanted to rant about the censorship going on in Facebook jail. I'm just sick of it. I'm an artist, I'm a grandmother, I'm a mother, and I'm taking a lot of heat just for trying to protect our children from this indoctrination and this foolishness of schools and how they're brainwashing our children. I'm at 6-1. Hold on. Again, that's Stiletto, like is in the shoe. Thank you so much for your call in there, Stiletto. I, I feel the pain in your voice. I do too. I'm frustrated. I'm sick of this. This is like this is way beyond some dystopian nightmare that we're dealing with right now. We're actually dealing with book burning and depersonhood. I mean, these people, they want nothing left than to kill us. I mean, let's just be honest here. They want us depersonized, they, you know, they want us deplatformed. They want to take away our ways of commerce. I mean, this is this is direct threat to our liberty and life and our pursuit of happiness. These people are not tolerant of all oh, multiculturalism is our strength and diversity is our strength. And <laughs> you are a bunch of cackling tyrants. This is getting real. All the threats that I'm getting, my family and everything, this is ridiculous. I'm not scared of you bullies out there. I'm not scared of you. I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm I'm sitting here sweating right now. Uh, CJ update there. Thank you, CJ Pinto. Also a great fan. Um, same with uh, Luis Diaz. Uh, I, I love all of you guys out there. Thank you so much. Will Johnson's page is still up, but it would not surprise me if they do take him down soon as well. It really would not surprise me. <sighs> moving on those are amazing calls thank you so much uh we're going to continue on with the show zach if you can get my next clip lined up um this is the part of the week where i like to go over my social justice warrior cancer of the week now this one it's a little sad uh you know planned parenthood th there's something else you know um I'll just, you know what? I'm going to let the video do it, it, do it for me. I don't even need to say anything about it. Let's just go ahead and roll this clip. So this happened about a month ago, and this is a, a pro-life group. I, I can't remember the name of the college, but they went out there, set up a nice little figurines. Their cemetery, you know, representing the, the murder, the millions and millions of babies murdered by abortion. And take a listen to the Anse Life pro-planned pro Parenthood 
protesters. Go ahead and roll this clip, Zach. This is sick. I'm just so sweaty. I got pregnant, so I had to get an abortion. All right. Jesus, I just don't love me to actually end up for fetuses. That's my number one thing. As a somewhat And you're proud of it? I'm in Yes, I'm super proud of it. These poor women. I am, I am extremely proud of it. I exercise my right to choose. Okay, it looks like we have an officer, a couple of officers on site. Apparently, I can't stand in grass and get the cops called. I love advocating for abortion. My uterus loves advocating for abortion. How am I infringing on your fucking free speech? Are we stopping you from talking? I can't hear y'all. When I say plan, you say parenthood. Plan, parenthood. When I say aborted, you say fetuses aborted. Fetuses aborted. Fetuses. I had an abortion. Shout out to Planned Parenthood. Everybody's going to want to cry. You're all the women out there. I am so sorry that you have decided to be home to this system for patriarchy. Your mother's betrayed you. What if we just in the fetus graveyard? Stop saying what's that sound? All the fetuses are in the ground. Look, right there. All right, cut it, Zach. I can't do it anymore. I, I, oh, thank God that's over. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm about to sit here and cry. I mean, honestly, these these poor women, they're, they're brainwashed by the indoctrination centers that we call universities today. This happened at University of Texas in San Antonio. This is about a month ago, and the pro-life group just uh, released this video, I believe, yesterday. Uh, that's just – I mean, what did that one chick say? Uh, hey, hey, what's that sound? All the fetuses in the ground. One of them says, I'm so, I'm so slutty that I love my abortions. Like, um, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, that's, that's pure evil right there. I, I mean, what, what are we supposed to do against these people? And like, do you heard the pro-life people say, like, we're not stopping you from speaking. You can, you're making yourself look like idiots all on your own. That's the beautiful part of free speech is the, the way to defeat bad ideas is with good ideas. You don't ban them. You don't silence them. You continue to have debate and discussion in open forums like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube said that they were going to do. Yes, these people make me sick. Um, I do hope that some of these girls grow up and they, they realize, you know, they have an epiphany about what they were told at the universities or free love and and don't tax my tampons and and I need birth control for free because I can't keep my pants on. Who's there to speak for the baby? You know, and this is one of my biggest problems with the Libertarian Party lately is that they will not speak for the children. The, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You're murdering millions of babies every year. Who's there to speak for those babies? Because the Libertarian Party sure ain't doing it. The Democratic Party wants to legalize abortions after birth. So you're damn right I'm standing with the Republicans on this one. A life is a life. If we found a clump of cells on Mars, it would be the biggest press conference you've ever seen. We found life on Mars. 
Oh, but the fetus inside you growing, that's not a human being. That's not life. It's a parasite. All across universities across this country, they're teaching children that being pregnant is a parasite in the woman's body and you need to get rid of it. So LP Colorado and LP USA, if you're hearing me right now, you want to know my biggest gripe with you is you're not doing enough to stand up for the voices of the unborn. End of story. It's not my body, my choice. When there's a heartbeat and you can live. We have preemies coming out of three, four months old in the womb, living and surviving and thriving. Don't tell me that you can murder a baby up to nine months. Get out of here with that. That's murder. End of story. In my body, my choice. <laughs> You're wrong. Sorry. That's, that is pure unadulterated cancer. Honestly, I need chemo after watching that again. I, I'm... Woo! I promise, boys and girls, in a few minutes, I have uh, positive vibes coming. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, my next part of Cancer of the Week, we can laugh, laugh at the libtards out there hating Cinco de Mayo. Guess what, liberals out there watching this? My skin, it's brown. I don't care what color your skin is. If you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, hey, hey, I celebrate it with you. Zach, can you roll that clip when you get a chance? Good Lord. I'm just... The white knights out there, the, the liberal white knights. Yes, go ahead and roll this clip. Thank you, Zach. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. I can't wait to get a margarita and have some tacos. Oh, that's right. I'm white. I'm not allowed to celebrate this holiday. Maybe it's just a Southern California thing, but Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May, is supposedly Mexican Independence Day, but it's not. And it looks like it's just an excuse for American Mexican restaurants to try to bring in some customers. Newsweek magazine doesn't want white people to wear sombreros on Cinco de Mayo because that's cultural appropriation. They also complained that a few years ago, Good Morning America celebrated the holiday with host Laura Spencer rocking a sombrero and drinking a margarita. Cinco de Drinko, that's what everybody I know calls it. Of course, she later took to Twitter to apologize. It's okay for non-Irish people to dress up in green, put on silly hats, and even wear fake beards for St. Patrick's Day. Wow, look at this guy. I always thought that Irish people tended to have red hair. I didn't know that they were black. <laughs> hey, look at that. There's some more black Irish folks. I had no idea. I guess cultural appropriation is okay if you're appropriating white culture. This poor University of New Hampshire student got triggered when she saw a white guy celebrating Cinco de Mayo. I'm asking, are you Mexican? No, you're not. No, if you're not Mexican, how is it your holiday? Stop, 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 stop. It's not my it's holiday. Not, hey, no, it's no one's holiday. We're celebrating. Okay. Celebrating what? How dare a white man have fun on a Mexican holiday? My God, is not your damn jacket, I say. The Washington Post doesn't even sure if white people should be allowed to cook burritos. Should white chefs sell burritos? A Portland food cart's revealing controversy. Of course, the controversy is in Portland, a complete liberal wasteland. The social justice warriors got upset when Ooh, Gordon Ramsay, a famous chef, tonight. decided to Thank open an much. Asian restaurant. The Huffington Compost said that it was a self-proclaimed, supposed authentic Asian restaurant. Many people aren't exactly happy with the chef's claim to deliver authentic Asian cuisine at the restaurant, especially without an Asian chef at the helm. This lunatic took to Twitter and said that she would love for Gordon Ramsay to actually not join the I race. want one, Shannon. Many white Save people me, capitalizing on Asian culture. 
without putting equal effort in to giving Asians seats at the table. This guy had to bring Anthony Bourdain into it, saying that he dedicated his life to educating us on food and culture, only to have Gordon Ramsay dive bomb cooking traditions. Maybe IHOP should stop serving French toast unless the chef is French. And I guess McDonald's better start hiring French people to cook the French fries. I'm not sure that Folgers should be selling Colombian coffee either, unless the CEO is Colombian. And that means you too, Pizza Hut. No more white people working in your restaurant. There's no end in sight to the madness because we're living in a society where the liberals are now accusing Mary Poppins of wearing blackface because apparently there's a scene in the movie where they're doing the chim chimney chim chim true thing with the chimney sweepers and they get chimney soot on you their- You got it, Shannon. This is from the New York Times. Mary Poppins and the nanny's shameful flirting with blackface. I mean, I would expect such madness from the twits on Twitter. But this is the New York Times. I mean, what's next? Are they going to say that the ice cream truck song is racist too? Oh, wait, what's this? Recall that ice cream truck song? We have unpleasant news for you. This is from NPR, and they put a trigger warning on the article and say that the song is racist. I love it. Margarito. It's going to get to the point real soon where just laughing at this kind of madness is going to be considered to be hateful. So we must keep mocking and laughing at these lunatics that we get. And if you like laughing at them with me, sponsor my channel through Patreon or PayPal by clicking the links in the description below. Or go to go Mark ahead. Dice. You can go ahead and cut it. Yes, boys and girls, please um, help support Mark Dice. I'm trying really hard to get him to come on my show. I, I love that dude. He's, he's too good. It's almost too good. You know what I mean? God, he's glorious. With that being said, boys and girls, I am Hispanic. I don't need a bunch of white knight, white liberals out there defending me in my honor because I can't think for myself. I don't need you. But So with that being said, boys and girls, I'm about to do this live with a MAGA hat on my head. It is Cinco de Mayo. This here is a shot of Exotico tequila. Happy Cinco de Mayo, boys and girls. Oof. That is rough. Good Lord. But that is delicious. Hey, I'm not culturally appropriating anyone because I am Hispanic. So shut up. Thank you. It's always funny. Every protest I go to, you know, when the liberals across the street go, Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! There's never a black person on their side. It's always white liberal kids that are overprivileged and their mommies sent their whole way to college. I don't need you to speak for me. I speak for myself. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go ahead and keep this roll, this uh, show rolling. That was a delicious shot, by the way. That's way better than Jose Cuervo. Uh, Exotico. Yes, it's it's good. It's good. Thanks to my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend for showing me that one. Anywho, moving on. This next uh, segment here, before we get to the end of my show, this is my immigration part of the show. So this one, sit back, boys and girls. Prepare for the cancer. Zach, can you get the next one lined up here? Um, so... Let's go ahead and do the rundown on this one. This one is, it's going to get you, your triggers, trigger warning, get ready, boys and girls. So the Middle East Media Research Institute, uh, shortened down to M-E-M-R-I, reported Friday that the Muslim American Society Islamic Center in Philadelphia has uploaded a video of children wearing Palestinian attire and singing jihadist songs. Get ready for the lyrics of these songs that are being sang at this school in Pennsylvania. This is here in your doorstep, boys and girls, and this is what they're teaching the children. Go ahead and roll it. Oh, 
شهداءنا وهبوا الحياة رقيصة فازوا بجنات من الرضوان فحرفوا المسك من أجسادهم يتسابقوا لجنة الرحمن أو هل تكون القدس عاصمة لهم وتكون مرجع مجرم وجباني سندود بالأجساد عن أرض الهدى ونقدم الأرواح دون تواني وسنضرب الآناق عن أجسادهم ونقود جيش الله المنجز وعده ونسومه سوء العذاب القاني yeah, go ahead. Open the borders. Just bring them all in. I, it doesn't matter. Who cares? You're just a bigot, Louis. Oh, yeah. You're just a you're a homophobic, you know, xenophobic bigot. No, I'm not. When you have your children reciting, they're going to cut our heads off and sing cute little songs, and, and the blood of the martyrs will flow. They're all competing with each other to reach paradise. This is what they're teaching their children in our country. That's a problem. Christianity already went through a reformation. Islam has not. And it's not a race. I can criticize a religion all I want. It's not a race. You have white Muslims. You have black Muslims. You have yellow Muslims. You have super Martian gender queer purple polka dot Muslims. It's ma'am. Right? You have transgender Muslims. Which I'm, that's, right. Try that in Saudi Arabia and let me know how that works out for you. This is here, <coughs> our shores, right here, right now. You just witnessed that. That happened in Philadelphia. Little kids, 8 to 12 years old, singing about chopping the infidels' heads off. Nobody cares. There's ISIS recruitment Facebook pages out there. There's pedophile recruitment uh, Facebook pages out there. They're not being shut down, but guess who is? He who shall not be named at a certain website called Info Something. Ha, 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 ha. The agenda is clear. It's clear. It couldn't be any more clear. Um, God, I, I, this is so much cancer right now. I, I need serious chemotherapy, boys and girls. I need serious chemotherapy. I'm trying to enjoy my Cinco de Mayo. Thank you so much for joining it with us. I do want to finish off our um, our show tonight with something happy. I'm going to try to get the, the creator of this song I'm going to play with you guys tonight to finish off the show. I'm going to try to get Jeremy to come back on again soon. Uh, I love what that guy does. Um, I'm going to play this song, Zach, before we sign off tonight, um, if you can get that rolled up for us. With that being said, boys and girls, please call the rant line. Type Liberty Prevails in the comments. Help us help you make your own pages. Make your own channels. Fight the censorship. Fight back. The only way we're going to win is if you help us fight back. Um, before we do sign off tonight, I do want to go ahead and roll this video because Jeremy Harrell is completely 100% correct. Donald Trump, it's time to take the gloves off and let's actually drain the swamp. I want everyone to enjoy this song before we sign off tonight. Uh, Zach, you can go ahead and go straight to the outro right after this song. So with that being said, my final thoughts are tonight. I love my podcast. I love my country. I love my friends and fans and followers out there. Without you, we would have never gotten this far. And we're going to continue to impress and continue to fight on, regardless if we get banned or not. Go ahead and roll that clip, Zach, and let's drain the swamp.
Enjoy this song, boys and girls. You said accurately. I'm happy to answer that question, but I don't appreciate what was originally said being changed. I don't give a damn what you appreciate, Agent Strong. Fire FBI official Andrew McCabe leaked a self-serving story to the press and later lied about it. This is Peter Strong, head of counterintelligence at FBI. This is Peter Strong. Why they had a hand in that dossier that was all dressed up and taken to the FISA court. What difference at this point does it make? It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Get him, Donald. Let's drain the swamp. Seems to be at an all-time high. My patience wearing thin, watching people lose their lives. It's our country, you can come, but just come legally. There's more than one way that will welcome you, but stop deceiving me. I know you Democrats and liberals hate the rule of law. With Nancy spitting while talking and walking through them halls. In a house of reps and Schumer preps to give fake news a call. And hopes that they can try to trip up Trump so they can rule it all. Man, this is crazy. What the hell is happening? And yes, Facebook. Uh, Jeremy gave us all rights to his music, so fuck off. They take 15 steps back again, and maybe next time they'll think before they act or we'll start smacking them. Now train the swamp, train the swamp, and like a mob. James, call James, call me Peter Strong. Hillary Clinton, it's not enough, and the deep state running rampant, time to like a mob. Train the swamp, train the swamp, like a mob. James, call James, call me Peter Strong. Let's talk about the fact that Obamacare was illegal. Let's talk about the fact that they try to take all our freedoms. Let's talk about the NSA and all we know they see. And then let's talk about Seth Rich and why we never see him. What about collusion with all the fake news? What about the FBI? They all in on it too. Warren's not an Indian and Bernie's not a Jew. And neither are American and that I promise you. Sally Yates and Robert Mueller and Andrew McCabe. Colluding with the DNC to make a dossier. To try to stop the president and everything we say. But we mock it like a mofo, so have a nice day. Now try to swap, try to swap it like a mob. James, call James, call me Peter Strong. I was founded on liberty and independence and not government coercion, domination and control. We are born free, and we will stay free. That's my president right there. All right, Zach, you go ahead and cut that. That's my president right there. That's your president right there. And guess what, Democrats in deep state? It's time to drain the swamp. It's coming for you, boys and girls. Liberty prevails. Good night. I love you all.
Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment.